1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: It's my chick! It's my check
2: Welcome, horny babies, into another episode of Mike Check with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos, the only podcast on the internet and in analog mode as well. Where two sexy bitches go through the entire filmography of their hero, Mister Mike Myers, in an attempt to see if his filmography is good or not. So far, it's cool. I keep saying that, but it is. <laughs> uh, my name's Alexi Toliopoulos, and joining me, as always, is another sexy bitch. It's Cameron James.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. So far, every film we've watched has been cool. A lot of them have been funny. But most of them have been sexy. Yes. I mean, Mike Myers, he's a sexy bitch. He's got the libido. He's got the mojo. Mm. He's got the magic. He's got the swings, baby. Yes.
2: That's sort of je ne sais quoi.
3: And this movie that we're going to talk about today is one that I really thought was going to be... A sexual romp. I thought it was going to be fun, sexy, cool. Yeah. Really?
2: Interesting. So, what film did we watch today? We just watched a movie today called View from the Top. And this film is from 2003, right after Cat in the Hat. Mm -hmm. So, chronologically,
3: we are on the right track, even though, fun side note, this was filmed... Before it came out. A lot of time before it came out. I feel
2: like we'll talk about that quite in general. But anyway, guys, let's just get straight into it. We're talking about a view from the top. How can we watch this? Well, we bought an X rental copy on (laughs) eBay a while ago. It's hard to track down online. Uh, It's not on iTunes, not on Netflix, not on (laughs) Stan, not on any other streaming service as far as we know. So if you feel like
3: watching it, uh, go to your nearest Blockbuster Uh or Video Easy and rifle through the bins. First of all, you're going to have to break in. Because yes. it will be closed down.
2: And do not let those raccoons hiding inside scare you. They will attack you, but keep the power of the mojo within you and you will ward them off.
3: Because the thing with raccoons is they can sense when your mojo is lacking. So yes. if you go in with a full, rock-hard, <laughs> mojo-filled yes. genital area... Yes, the dick area. Or vagina area. Yes. um, They will sense that you are full of the mojo and they'll... They'll be respectful and they'll back That's the only
2: way you can ward off a vicious raccoon is if you're horny. You have to be horny. You have to be horny and they detect the pheromones and like, this is a beast far hornier than myself. (laughs) I can't trust myself around them and they run off.
3: Yeah, and then you're free to go through the discount bins, which... I have on good authority, are still set up in every abandoned yeah. old shop. So it's it pretty cool.
2: It was part of the deal. Was like, <laughs> if you guys aren't going to keep a business here, you've got to keep someone fun. And yeah. most of the bins are filled with A View From The Top and uh, various <laughs> titles like that. Well,
3: see, now you just called it by the wrong title. You called it A View From The Top, which yes. is what I keep calling it <laughs> as <laughs> well. Too. Because I keep thinking of A View To A Kill, the James Bond movie. I keep <laughs>
2: thinking of uh, A View From The Bridge, you know, the classic, <laughs>
3: uh, the classic play. And I, it took me a long time to find it. Because full confession, guys, if you don't feel like watching the ex-rental copy, you can just torrent it, <laughs> which
2: is what I did. Sorry, cops. Come and get me. It's okay. We share legality. You are allowed, are allowed to do that kind of stuff if you own a copy. And I own one. And yeah. there's proof of it online.
3: If the cops come, I'm just going to say that this is satire. Yeah. This is a satire podcast, and I didn't really...
2: We're, it's, we're known as being local satirists. Yeah,
3: we're like the chaser boys.
2: Yeah, we are. We, except we're out there chasing a dream. <laughs> not, not pollies <laughs> to keep them in check. Alright guys, let's start talking about View from the Top. Starring Gwyneth Paltrow and funny man Mike Myers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Donna was a girl, no one believed she'd get very far. You're
4: breaking up with me. In a birthday card?
0: Well, they don't make breaking up cards. But that won't stop her from going places. Frankly, people, you can be whatever you want. Why do you want to be a stewardess?
4: Um, Because of all the travel opportunities.
0: We fly from Laughlin to Fresno. It won't be fast.
4: Captain, we are... Captain?
0: It won't be smooth. Have you
3: ever been on a plane before?
4: Yeah, you know. (laughs)
0: But this small town girl—I love that lipstick,
4: Chanel. We are every bit as good as they are. We oh, are.
0: are. Is about to get a taste.
4: Royalty Airlines job fair. Who's in?
0: Of the big time. A view from the
2: top. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> view from the top. Academy Award-winning actress Gwyneth Paltrow teams up with funny man Mike Myers <laughs> in a hilarious comedy hit about a small town girl who's about to get a taste of the big-time world. No one thought Donna would go very far, but when she sets her sights on becoming a first-class international flight attendant, Donna throws caution to the wind and takes off in a pursuit of her dream. The ride is anything but smooth, however, and Donna's laugh-packed journey of a lifetime is rocked by more turbulence than she bargained for. Also starring Christina Applegate, Rob Lowe, <laughs> Kelly Preston and Candace Bergen. This charmingly funny treat will send your spirits soaring.
3: Now, how many airplane puns do you think they... They
2: Googled when they were writing that. Do you so know what? I was, you're, while you're saying that, when I was reading this, like this sounds like my writing. <laughs> when, I was, when I was reading it, It's like, this is how I write. <laughs> Soaring sky high. Yeah, her dreams come true. <laughs> um, but I want to also point out on the back during that, there's like after every actor's name, it's in brackets, a credit for them. Sure. Gwyneth Paltrow's, uh Shakespeare, Shakespeare in, in Love. love she won the Oscar actress, for that. 1998. Absolutely. Mike Myers, what do you reckon? Oh, Pete's Media. Unfortunately, Austin Powers Trilogy. Uh, Christina Applegate. Uh, Anchorman. TV's Married with Children. So this is pre-Anchorman. Yeah, Rob yeah. Lowe.
3: Mm, sex tape? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it actually says Rob Lowe, Austin Powers Trilogy. Oh, really? Yeah. That's
3: not accurate, is it? Is he in all three?
2: He's in minor roles. He's oh, in all three Oh, yeah, of them. he is too. In And Tommy Boy.
3: Oh, he gets an extra
2: credit. Yeah, he gets two, just in case you haven't figured out who he is yet. And <laughs> Kelly Preston. Uh, the You can plead the fifth if you don't know. The t- the Tom Cruise one. Yeah, Jerry Maguire and What a Girl Wants. Yeah. And Candice Bergen, a hero of acting for many people, especially sure. comedic acting. Sure. Does it say Murphy Brown? No. What does it say? Sweet Home Alabama and Miss Congeniality. Oh, I didn't know she was in either of those. Yeah. You well, forget that kind of stuff. Yeah,
3: I'm not, you know, I'm a big Berghead, but um but I don't really know much of her later work. But I'm a big Murphy Brown guy. So, Yeah, she
2: I love that show.
3: Yeah, I love it. That's an insane cast. It is. It's a really great
2: cast. It's an incredible and that, ensemble, and that is why I must confess this was the movie that yeah. I was most excited about watching in this whole project because i'd never seen it before and it boasts this amazing cast it looks like it's got quite an interesting visual aesthetic it's has Mike Myers in a comedic role that I've never seen mm-hmm. before. Sorry, Funny Man Mike Myers. Sorry, Funny Man Mike Myers. That's <laughs> how we have to add that to the intro now. Yeah. Funny Man Mike Myers. Do you know my dream is to get Funny Man I like know. thrown in there somewhere? Because it just I love means that. this guy, you don't know what he does, but it's funny.
3: He's a funny man. And it helps audiences understand that you're about to be
2: funny. Yeah, because otherwise they can get scared. Like, is this guy going to do a monologue? Is this guy going <laughs> to do a drama? <laughs> yeah. Is this guy going to get up and do a black mirror? Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm actually trying to start um, a drama showcase night where it's like I'll host it. Yep. like, hello, what do you do for a living, sir? Thank you. Your community appreciates you. <laughs> now,
3: from what I understand, in your hosting capacity yep. for this drama monologue night, you will be doing the Glengarry Glen Ross yes. monologue every time?
2: Between every act. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> All right. So yeah. you'll be like, coffee is for closers. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. And your closer tonight actually is... Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, so I was really, really looking forward to this movie. And I remember as a young boy when I saw I saw the trailer for this movie in the cinema, mm. and I would have been about 12 years old and still then obsessive Mike Myers, my absolute yep. hero. And I was like, I can't wait. I, even back then, I was like, I can't wait to see this movie. But I was that age where I couldn't really go to the movies by myself. I couldn't really go with friends yet by myself. So I had no one to convince to take me to this like kind of like what looked like a sex rompy, kind of more adult comedy. Mm. There was no one that could take me. So in my mind, it's always been built up as this film that I'm like, one day I'm going to get to see it. And when we first started this journey, this was the first I bought it straight away because I was like I couldn't track it down. It was when we were trying to find out all the movies we had to watch and Mm. how to get onto them. And this was the one I was like, I can't find it anyway so I had to buy a copy on eBay really Early on, and for the months that we've been doing this show, I've come so close to watching it so many times. I'm like, oh god, I want to watch something funny, but I haven't seen before. But I want Mike Myers to be in it. Well, <laughs> I got one. I've got one option, and I've just—I never no, so ever. There was have. two
3: options: the Thin Pink Line, yeah,
2: and this one. Well, Thin Pink Line costs a lot more than this one, so <laughs> it took a while to get into it. And so I just—I—I'd uh, I'd saved it for so long, and then the other night I'm like, we're getting close enough. I'm going to chuck it on. Mm. And um, it is and so boring. Yeah, it's so boring.
3: Yeah, I wanted to compliment the casting director. Yeah, right up top and say, guys, let me see if the casting director is <laughs> actually credited on here. Probably not. Casting by, um, let's just make up a name. Um, Bob.
2: Susie Bob. Susie Bobus.
3: Yep. Susie Susie Bobus. You, Suze, you did a wonderful yeah. job casting this film It is filled with great character actors mm-hmm. Great comedic performers um, Legends of the screen yes. Plus uh, Gwyneth Paltrow Who I will say, great actor and That's all I'll say but I think she's good, yeah I think she's a very good actor But everyone else, for shame This movie
2: is <laughs> a pile of piss <laughs> It's so... It's so (laughs) inconsequential. It's just... It lacks any consequence, this whole movie. Okay,
3: so from the trailer. Remember when you first saw the trailer? I'll
2: never forget that day. You'll
3: never forget that first time you saw it, will you? Because I remember watching it and seeing it. It was on TV, a lot lot of TV spots. You see Mike in there with his Mm cross-eye. There's some cool music playing. I assumed... This was going to be set in the 60s. Yes, it's got Mike, Mr. Austin
2: Powers yep. himself.
3: Or the 70s or something. I thought it was going to be about like a satire maybe. Yes,
2: I thought, I mean, I think it's a little bit before Anchorman, right? Anchorman's mm. 2004. Yeah. That's the kind of movie that I thought this was going to be. A yeah. silly period piece. Or it's kind of making fun
3: of the era and of yes. like people having these goals that are sort of, I guess, menial. Or... I thought it was
2: going to be a pillow talk movie but people laying in bed they've just rooted yeah and there's smoke wafting around but they're having those conversations where it's like you know mad men but fun where it's like yeah i'm a woman and it's like you're a woman i know that's why you don't belong in the workforce and And then she's like oh behave but it's sort of feminist in its own way that's
3: what i thought it was gonna be and then what we get instead is kind of one of those movies that we've seen a million of, we've even seen a few of them on this project. Mm-hmm. A 54 type movie, which is just a um fish out of water kind of um hayseed moves to the big city,
2: American dreams, yeah, trying to
3: follow their dreams and become part of a higher class. It's like a, it's a story we've seen a bunch of times, yes, but this adds nothing, if anything, it subtracts from the genre. <laughs> <laughs> like, you wouldn't even want to put it next to 54, and it's
2: so. This film could not be more unevenly toned.
3: Oh my god! The like
2: tone, the tone is bizarre in this film because it starts out like she's like, "Well, my mom used to be um, a, a dancer in Vegas, oh, and yeah. she's always had these crap husbands." And then one day, I saw Candice Bergen on TV, and I dreamed I could soar with the angels as a as a flight hostess. And see that that
3: opening prologue that you're talking about, mm. like just screams reshoots to yeah. me and it screams uh like notes from studio because that's the only time in the movie where where she's narrating it. Yes. I fucking hate that so much when there's a film that has narration for the first five minutes mm-hmm. with the exception of Happy Gilmore, obviously, yeah. which is a masterpiece.
2: It is one of the finest films in cinematic History or her Herstory. story. Thank you. Thank you so much for keeping me in check. I'm trying to be your work bloke.
3: Yeah. And can I just say thank you so much for being the work bloke that we need you to be? Yeah. In well, 2017. we have
2: to. We have to keep with the times. Yeah. And keeping with the times, as far as this movie goes, <laughs> it feels, it could not feel more dated now, but in 2003 this film would have felt so dated. It feels like it's from the late 90s. Mm-hmm. It sort of feels like
3: a carry it could over. be a p- out of a piece with like Crossroads or something like that or oh my Coyote God. Ugly or something. That is exactly
2: what I was thinking this whole time because there's so many like girls in skimpy outfits. Yeah. There's so much of that era where we were like young, young boys... Figuring out if we want to grow up or not, or stay at the same level for our whole lives. Yeah, because you can choose. You can at that point. You're like, should I flip should I that
3: switch, go all the way up to be a man, or should I Peter
2: Pan this situation? Yeah, and just just crush them up. Yeah, grab a hold of them, castrati, make them a little <laughs> castrati opera singer, and just stay as you are forever.
3: <laughs> and uh, obviously, both of us chose to grow up to be men. Yeah. And it happened pretty quick. Yeah. Oh boy. That summer, the summer of crossroads,
2: uh, like crossroads, the sweetest thing. Yep. Uh, yep all yep. of those movies. Yeah, they all have Christina Applegate. You speak my language. Yeah. Every and, Christina Applegate there. Yeah, there's like nothing to, there's nothing to, um, overt about them, but there's just enough like skimpiness and sauciness where you're like a 13 year old boy was like, well, I guess I'm horny forever now. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's the kind of, you look at the front cover of this movie and guys, you can Google this and it's Gwyneth Paltrow in like a skin tight, orange, um, stewardess kind of outfit. And you know, I don't really, I think she's a good actor, but she's not someone who I really would like consider a. A sex icon Of mm, her age no. Perhaps
2: Because I, that's Something I like About Gwyneth Paltrow Is she's attractive And she's I like her a lot As an actor mm. And I think One of the reasons I like her Is because she has Like this kind of Vulnerable awkwardness About mm. her yeah. Where it is Kind of like uh, Perceptively It's quite cold Like she has A quite cold exterior She's but the be, ice queen Exactly But because of The awkwardness You're like I break through All of that And yep. I see her As like you know Someone who's Kind of guarded And damaged And I think That's why I like Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, no. Almost so as if
3: she were a young woman disguising herself as a young man for the purposes of appearing in a play. Perhaps that's a great idea. By William Shakespeare. <laughs> <I> love William.
2: <laughs> William. <laughs> I, I love William Shakespeare. I love William Defoe as He's well. He's a wonderful actor, and I love William Zane.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but if you looked at this front cover, you'd be like, "Oh, this is a, this is." like Gwyneth Paltrow must have been the biggest sex symbol yes. in the nineties or early two thousands. Cause it's like glamorizing her body. The whole movie glamorizes her body mm. in a way that I don't think I've seen any other film do.
2: No, like, no, maybe
3: her role in the Avengers movie. She's pretty sexed up a bit, yeah. but like she's, she on the front cover, it's like, she's posed the way that they would pose like Jennifer Love Hewitt mm. or someone from that era or Britney on the cover She's of very Crossroads.
2: bendy in this picture She's curvy She's bendy she's
3: bendy, she's, she's all legs it's a they've really sexed her up. For and this all role. the
2: other people in the background, even I will even chuck Gwyneth Paltrow on this, they all look like their heads are being glued on other pictures, especially <laughs> Rob Lowe. <Give> <laughs> He's not in that photo at all. And oh Candace Bergen has the like the this detached head on a body of someone not of her age. Oh yeah, that
3: is obscene. Oh guys, you gotta Google this. This is <laughs> that is clearly not these people's bodies. Like Rob Lowe's head is at an angle. That is almost exorcist-like
2: compared to where the body is at. It's disturbing to say the least. Yeah. So before we were saying that this movie feels dated now, but in 2003, this would have felt more dated for a very specific reason. This film was originally meant to be released Christmas 2001, Mm. but it was held back because... (sighs) (sighs) Tragically. (sighs) Tragically, a lot of shit happened that year. Tragically. Yeah. uh, A couple of months earlier... September 11th, 2001, there's a huge tragedy. Just Google it. I don't really want to go into what happened, but just Google it. We don't want to say too much, but planes were involved. Yeah. And that is uh, why this was pushed back. Yeah. And in my mind, because I knew, I've known that fact forever, and I'd always tied it to this movie. I think it's maybe one of the reasons why this movie's always been in my head, Mm -hmm. is because like there's a few movies that are quite legendary for coming out in that era that may not have got the attention they deserved or the release date that they were promised and they'd moved on. (laughs) So it's kind of like a fascinating... Era in filmmaking. this For example, point. the Master of Disguise, Master of Disguise, Zoolander came out yep. on September eleventh, and it never became a hit in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Spider Man had to be changed because there was stuff yep. involving the World Trade Centers in that movie. So it's something that I've always been very conscious of, and I always thought like it's ridiculous. This is just a comedy that got um, that got pushed back. How could like it seems so clueless to me that they mm. would do that. But watching it, you're like. Of course it did. It's celebrating something that doesn't exist anymore in this world right yeah, now. Yeah, like yeah. Like where we're flying is this like really cool experience where it's like wow, it's like this person's dream to uh, live in the elegance that yeah. is flight and up in the skies. It probably barely existed even
3: before this. Yeah, you know, like and also this. Now that you've put it in that context, two thousand three. This is a world with of lapse. Uh, airport security as yeah. well, where people can just get up and walk around inside mm-hmm. the plane and stuff like that. And they like
2: bake cookies on the plane, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like something that's so bizarre. There's now. also
3: a scene early on where she runs; she has a panic attack during a flight and she runs down the middle aisle of the plane, screaming, yes. "We're gonna crash! We're gonna crash!" Yes, and that
2: is so like, how could that? Like, there's no way that could have happened. Like pre nine
3: eleven, sure, that's maybe a comedy. That's sequence, funny. It's, but it's post nine eleven,
2: that is a Paul Greengrass. Yeah, exactly. Shot. United 93 did yeah. it a lot better where it's <laughs> yeah. like terrifying because that's all I could watch then is like these poor people, everyone's afla- afraid of flying now. It's a huge mm. ordeal. The security is like intense now and it's like you can't make a light-hearted like comedy, nah. fun little drama What about Soul Plane? Movie. Soul Plane, that's a different story. Yeah, because it's more about getting blazed. Exactly. It's weird. It's harmless. Can we freaking legalize it already, dude? <laughs> It comes from the earth. Exactly. It's
3: natural. It comes from the earth. It grows. Mama Gaia gives us her joyful
2: green leaf. It's the same as drinking tea, but instead of making you feel calm, it makes you feel scared and paranoid. Yeah, man. When I smoke weed, I
3: fucking freak out. I freak and I shiver. I freak out. I start accusing people of things Mm -hmm. they haven't done. I, I grab my friends by the throat. I say, fuck
2: you. I call up all my friends like, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry, guys.
3: Yeah. And they go, you can't hear what they're saying, but in your
2: mind, they're saying it's your fault. It's your fault. I know it's my fault, but come on, guys. Yeah. Weed is so good. It's awesome, dude. It makes me feel so scared.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And did this movie make you feel scared?
2: Uh, it made me very nothing, really. Yeah. Um. Like, uh, the the maybe the little highlights, we could talk about Uh. Mike Myers being in this movie. Oh,
3: funny man Mike Myers. Funny man Mike Myers. Now, he does make an appearance in this film, mm-hmm. and that is, it's just more than a cameo. It's yeah. not big enough to be credited alongside her on the yes. back like they've done in this. And also,
2: if appropriately, he's not on the cover of the film.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And also, why would you want that face on the coat? Because like, I love Mike's face. I love his yeah. little punim. I want to grab him by the cheeks and just go, you're a beautiful man. Yeah. And, but in this, I mean, he's
2: got a horrifyingly disfigured... Oh, uh, <laughs> well, he's not disfigured. He just has a cross eye. A stigmatism. Yeah, he does have a stigmatism. He's got a, he's got a cross eye. Yeah. And it's used to comedic effect in this film. Or attempts to be, perhaps? <laughs> um, but I think Mike Myers in this... Uh, it's hard to say because I was really excited to see a new comedic Mike Myers. Mm, me too. And, a new character. Yeah, and I was kind of... I was hoping that he was going to be like... The hijinks was going to be him on the plane being an incompetent steward. You yeah,
3: know? I thought he'd be like the boss of the stewards. He'd be on the plane with them. He's joking around. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, he's be- he sort of is playing the... um Like the... Pff- their teacher, or like their he's like their the leader trainer. of their
2: boot camp. Yeah, it's
3: like a boot camp sequence, I guess. It's like a yeah. He's sort of he's in the scene. He's in the movie for like oh, what would you say, ten minutes? Um, on and off, maybe a little
2: bit more than that. Yeah, not
3: but too much. Tellingly, though, he features very prominently in the blooper reel at the yes. end. Yes, I mean it's it's mostly Mike. Well,
2: it's funny, man, Mike Myers. Yeah. You're going to have reels and reels of hilarious. Footage. Are you going to what? Not chuck that in a blooper reel at the end so people can have fun and when they leave the cinema go well, that was funny. That movie well, yeah, was you funny. you trick them. That's yeah. how you
3: trick an audience into thinking they've seen a comedy. And also, note to the casting director Susie, um, you guys. You know, I think it's a great cast you've assembled, mm-hmm. but perhaps not the best comedy cast you could have assembled because when I think of a comedy Mm -hmm. my brain doesn't immediately go to
2: Gwyneth Paltrow perhaps not but it does go Christina Applegate who I think she's one of my favorite comedy performers yep
3: she's great um but you know if you're gonna if it's gonna be a comedy come on let's let's give Mike a a beefier role
2: yeah beef
3: him up beef him up I mean he gets a little bit of range in this Mm -hmm. so let's talk about his his scenes in this the first time he comes on screen okay you're excited you've been looking forward to view from the top For months now More than months Probably
2: 13 years I've been looking forward to this movie A baker's
3: dozen of years We've been looking forward to this And finally He comes on screen He's in his tight little funny suit Mm -hmm. He's got his boss eye And then He opens up his mouth And he starts talking What are your first instincts?
2: My first instinct is Smile Uh, A smile bursts out of my body Sure It is a It is an impulsive reaction that I have when I see Mike Myers on screen. I can't help it. I could try and suppress it, but there's no way, no how that it could. My heart sings (laughs) and it gives me life. So I was, I immediately, I'm like this guy, my hero is up on screen. Sure. And then I'm like, "All right, he's not." So he, he, there's no, there was no exact character moment where I'm like, "Great, I know who this guy is." No,
3: that's the thing. It was a collection of things
2: we've seen Mike do mm-hmm. before. One of the things I've seen him do before that I really noticed this time, uh, we watched. We also recently just watched the Oscar etiquette short film that mm. he's in with Kevin Clients on die dot com.
3: Please vote and please vote, vote funny. funny. Please, please vote guys. funny, guys.
2: Vote funny. You, if you vote die, I'm really worried what will happen in I'm this world. I'm worried that Mike will die. I don't want him to see that kind of shit. No, no, no. Please he vote He doesn't funny. deserve it. He deserves the world and we're trying to give it to him. <laughs> if you say something negative to Mike, he really doesn't deserve that shit, guys. So don't even, dudes. T- if you vote die, I will smoke a fucking joint and I'll come over and I'll snap. I'll freak like, Cameron out. Cameron gets where well, he gets violent when he's weedy. I get so violent, dude. I start punching walls. And it's scary for me because I'm got in that backdraft weed up on me, so I get scared that he's going to attack me. Yeah, and I never do, but I always make threats. you always you always do a psych. <laughs> you always do one of those
3: psych. I hold my fist like two inches from your face. Yeah, and I just leave it there. For and you like
2: two for flinching. I'll take him later.
3: Yeah. Oh, your tally is adding up. Yeah, by the way. I'm
2: really freaked out, dude. You've done it to me like 40 times today. Yeah, you're busted. I'm busted, dude. I'm <laughs> gonna get smacked up one day. <laughs> anyway, so Mike, uh,
3: he's he's funny uh, in that Funny or video. He's
2: really funny in it. He does this thing. He does it in this movie, and he does it in Goal Member, from mm. what I'm sure, as Doctor Evil. Mm-hmm. He does this thing where someone's leaving. He's like, fly, fly.
3: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a Hannibal Lecter ripoff. Yes, it's either he's done it three times, though. Yeah, but there's a million things he's done. Like, in this but performance. But that's such a specific thing. That is pretty specific. But I think maybe more specific is the vibe that Mike has that you've we've seen him do before. And full disclosure, I liked him in this movie mm-hmm. because it was a canary in the gold mine. I think so. Of like. Boredom basically. So every what time he pops Do you think a canary does up? in
2: a gold Do you think they're like. Hey, they entertain the, the troops, the, right? <laughs> the gold worker's like, well, time for a break. What songs you got on yeah,
3: there? the canary goes like. <laughs> <laughs> and just whistles a tune. Or maybe it does bits.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it does a little stand up. Yeah, it does stand up. A I mean, cheeky five. I would
3: love to get that job.
2: Yeah, to be the canary. I don't know who books it. Is well, that Token? I think
3: <laughs> I don't it's know. Token actually yeah, that books yeah. it. Yeah, they got all the good gigs wrapped <laughs> up. <laughs> no, so he's like he's funny, obviously he's very charming, he's effortlessly a funny mm-hmm. guy. But um the first scene we see him in in this is it's like perfect platform for Mike Myers. Like yep. it's set up for him to knock it down. It's a job interview yep. where it's all jump cut so we're seeing different stewardesses and stewards reacting to all the questions that Mike's character has for them. And mm-hmm. because it's Mike Myers, they've clearly just let him go wild he's and, riffing. and come up with the craziest shit he can think of.
2: That's his milieu. Yeah. Improv.
3: He's improvising up there. He's yes-ending. He's no budding. He's doing it all. And he's it's pretty funny. like, yeah. he's like It's
2: him. He's in it's, his element. It's
3: pure Mike. Yes. And so I got excited. Yes, he's going to be manic. We're going to get manic Mike for this yeah. movie. But then every other time I see him on screen from then on, it's almost as if they've given this character notes to be kind of like the hard-ass mm. or like the taskmaster or something. And that's yeah. just not where he excels. No. He excels when he's like the joyful sprite who everyone finds exactly. funny. But in this, yeah, he's doing jokes and like laughing at his own jokes and stuff. But for the most part, he's like
2: he's like an authority figure. I don't know which my character this is most like because it is so that. Because like you said, they're all these impish little characters and a lot of their goals uh in the like in the the their primary goals or secondary goals in films is just to delight the people around them. Even mm. even Doctor Evil is a little bit like that because he wants to be the center of attention yep. and he wants people to like him. They, yep. That's all of them. This guy, he's damaged, he's kind of uh <laughs> he's quite a sad character. And I think the what the difference here is that his character comes from a negative place. This is a character who is uh, driven by spite. He's driven by spite. He wanted to be a steward, but because he has this um this eye condition yeah. where his uh, one eye looks one way, other one looks another, and it's like um it's quite tragic. And I think often the tragic character Uh, Can be a funny character A character Mm. that grows from tragedy can be quite funny But I think Mike works best as a status player
3: Yeah, Mike doesn't work well when he's coming from tragedy In Mm. fact, he works best when he's coming from supreme confidence Like someone who believes that he is the best Or
2: trying really hard as well
3: And I think, uh, you know, I was... um, I was still always joyed when I saw Mike on screen in this film, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I was like underwhelmed with yes. the character. And I don't really think that's him. That's not his fault necessarily is yep. what I'm trying to say. Cause this is something that I was kind of fascinated by. And that is there's these handful of films in this filmography that we've gotten through and that we have more to come mm-hmm. where Mike is a character actor for hire. Mm-hmm. And he's not the creator of this character. He just kind of has popped in, to do basically what he's told, but to bring the Mike Myers charm, to bring the mojo to the screen. And this is one of those ones. And I think he does a really interesting thing every time because he brings this like SNL sketch character quality to these characters, but he's the only person who's doing that. Mm -hmm. So it always feels out of place. He's in a really
2: different movie.
3: Yeah, he's in the movie that we thought this was going to be. Exactly. Like, we, we thought it was going to be a kind of screwball... Man us. in the Skies. Yeah, but and he's in that film. Yes. And he's doing a pretty good job. Yes. But it's just the fact that it's <laughs> contrasted to Gwyneth Paltrow's genuinely earnest dreams of mm-hmm. being, a like, a international flight stewardess. While well,
2: she it, tries to have a relationship with Mark Ruffalo, who yeah. we've not mentioned is in this movie yet.
3: Oh, yeah. And, like... Oh, God. So it just it feels so it, like a clash. Mm. It reminded me most of his cameo in Mystery Alaska, yeah. which we enjoyed yes. mainly because he's a television personality in that, so he's allowed to be heightened and kind of
2: kooky. And He's like right on the money with everything that we know from Mike in, yeah. in that way. <laughs> and I think what is interesting is because, like we said, this movie happened a little bit before 2003. Mm-hmm. So that's the point in Mike's career where,
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.comslash weight loss.
2: It's just a little bit after Spy Who Shagged Me Yeah So I think Had this movie come out More around then And had been a success In 2001 Maybe we would have seen More of these Kind of smaller Mike Myers roles Where he is doing That Marty Feldman thing I don't mean to be So specific If <laughs> choosing an actor with, oh, with googly eyes You clearly do Well Okay, maybe a different... Let's pick a different character. Peter Falk, for example. Yeah, a Peter Falk or even a Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Someone like that where they, they they pop up a little bit and they just have a fun little delightful role in a, in a, in a kind of silly comedy. And they have one very
3: defining trait. They're,
0: they're funny. They're comedy. They're funny yeah. men.
3: Yeah, they're funny men. They're all funny men. Yeah. I think what you're hypothesizing though is a reality in which the tragedy of 9-11 didn't happen Mm. because there is no way that this film would have succeeded in 2001. Yeah. It couldn't have. No way. Absolutely no way. I can't can't even foresee a reality where this was a hit, you know, had the world never changed on that fateful day.
2: It's so weird that this this movie has really challenged all expectations I had of it.
3: Yeah. It really... I think the thing about it is it's just... um, it's just so nothing. It's not funny enough to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's not dramatic enough to be a, like an arc
2: you want to invest in. Because all the stakes are so low because Gwyneth Paltrow never has to fight. She's yep. so good at being an air hostess for minute two. First time she flies, she's scared and sucks. Yeah. Uh, she's not good at it. But then after that, she's like, I'm great. I study at it. And then her her, her tragedy is that she... Um, she gets someone steals her at the exam and she has to she starts working as a ba- uh, air hostess for bad flights like you know yeah. central america f- like U.S. Midwest, um, in the middle of the country, flyover states—you know—all of the stuff we hear about planes. Yeah, and it's just—it's. She's based in Cleveland, and this
3: movie really shits on Cleveland. I know
2: Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks, dude. Drew <laughs> Carey, come Drew on, Carey,
3: where is he in this movie? Yeah, if you're—I th- think of Cleveland, I think of two things: the Cleveland Steamer. <laughs> Which is a wonderful mode of transport in Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. And also, Drew Carey. Yeah. Come on. He's awesome. Whose dude. line is it anyway? I think it's Drew's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, But uh, it's... And also, I think another thing about this thing is that we you talked about it as well. The visual aesthetic that we thought this was going to be. Mm-hmm. It is, it is an interesting look. It it's does look close. like it's 60s or 70s kind of inspired, um, but it, it makes no sense in the context of modern story day. or the fact that it's contemporary. Yeah. I had no idea that it was going to be set in 2001. Mm. And then also it's kind of a drama, so who cares about this look, yeah, this why, kind of
2: cartoony look? Yeah, it, that's why it feels really at odds and why the tone is everywhere. Yeah. Because there'll be like all these characters in the flying in the sky that they're wearing these great 60s style outfits yeah. and then she'll go meet like Mark Ruffalo who's just wearing a tee and jeans you know <laughs> like a regular sweater and then yeah. she, when she's out of costume as well from uh, she's just wearing like you know printed tees and stuff and it's like what are you trying to do guys you're trying to set a visual aesthetic and then you give up on it what are you, what are you doing oh god it makes me so angry oh, I
3: that's a joint before oh my god dude this. you're yeah. freaking out I I can, your face is turning green, green your sweat's green Right now, Yeah, you won't like me when I'm stoned,
2: (laughs) dude Fucking Bruce Banner That's my secret I'm always stoned (laughs) And the Hulk was in this And look, isn't he just handsome? He is very attractive How many movies has he been with in Mike Myers so far? With Mike? Yeah Mike Ruffalo? Yeah Yeah. Just this one
3: 54 Oh, of course He's in 54 54, for a minute That's right We forgot about that. There's a
2: few uh, Mike regulars here. We've got Rob Lowe as well.
3: Rob Lowe, who is in the movie for about 40 seconds.
2: And he made the cover.
3: He made the cover. Mike's not even on the cover. And Rob Lowe is set up as if he's going to be the uh, love interest of this. Didn't
2: you think? He's the pilot on her first flight. So
3: she knocks on the door to speak to the pilot. He turns around and is like beautifully lit and Mm -hmm. he looks so handsome and she like kind of gets a bit starstruck by him. And so your instinct is, are they going to root?
2: Exactly. Your mind is like, he's so hot. I would fuck him on camera. No matter my age, I would do
3: it. (laughs) I would actually do it. You think that the screenplay is going to read and then Gwyneth and Rob Lowe Fuck actually it actually happens. <laughs> By the way, fuck <laughs> the actually
2: is a pitch that we're working yeah, on we're at the working moment. On this it's a Christmas movie yeah. b- and there's like boobs and dongs in it. Yeah. It's going to be really it's funny. It's love
3: that it's the same cast from love actually yes. but they
2: fucking do it and you see it. Everyone roots in you it. You see
3: it go in. It says that every time
2: they Yeah. Root. you it's... see it go in. <laughs> you and then in brackets, yes, you actually you see, actually it, see go it go it in exclamation happens. point. Can it actually it?
3: happens for real. Oh, my God. Liam Neeson roots her <laughs> with a special set of skills in brackets. His knob. <laughs> and uh, so, fuck, actually, please, please fund us. in Australia. Us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screen us. We want that money. And also, guys, you can donate to our uh, GoFundMe yeah. for this film. We are trying to get it made up. We're
2: trying to get it off the ground. Yeah,
3: and I'm trying to get it off, baby. Uh, it's my really
2: dear. inappropriate <laughs> i know that that we've set a vibe on set by making a you know a fun fuck comedy like yeah, this yeah, yeah. but on set we have to be professional at all times and i think that that's too dangerous of you to go around acting like that
3: okay i promise i won't be unprofessional <laughs> do me a favor don't look at my hands okay i'm not crossing my fingers i promise okay i
2: promise but you are crossing your eyes <laughs>
3: i'm doing a mike myers impression don't worry Yeah, so there are some Mike regulars in this, and Mike, he's funny in this, but, you know, I don't really know. (sighs) I don't really know if it worked. Mm. You know, I don't even know if I I was laughing genuinely or if it was more just sort of relief that he was back on screen. I laughed during the bloopers. Did you? I did. Yeah. I don't remember what they were, though. No, I
2: just remember it was like all more him riffing and cracking people up. And it seemed like he was just doing his... I, he must have felt a bit creatively stunted, I think, with this movie because mm. we saw the fly, fly thing again. Yeah. And I think he was going over his usual, his shtick, like yeah. the ones that he's got always in his back pocket. Yeah. And it seems like what well, he would have done the funny or die video because I know they encourage a lot of proving mm-hmm. as improv. Yeah. And it also means to improve the sketch. Yes. So he would have been doing his regular thing. I think that's one that he's got in his back pocket. And I feel like in the bloopers there were a few more.
3: He has this thing that he does where he tells a deliberately shit joke and then he kind of laughs self-satisfyingly. I like that (laughs) laugh. Austin does it a bit. Um, Even Dr. Evil does it. He did it the whole way through this movie because I feel like he had nothing else to do. So he just tried to laugh at his own jokes as much as he could.
2: Was there any jokes for you here that worked? Best gag.
3: Best gag. Okay, I liked... uh, There's a sequence where she... She's failed her exam Mm -hmm. and she comes to Mike Myers uh, demanding for it to be reassessed. Yeah. And he is sort of angry with her, but trying to compose himself. And he picks up a model airplane to kind of, sh- I don't know, like mm. show her something. And he accidentally breaks the <laughs> wing yeah. off the airplane and then like kind of gets distracted by trying to put it back on and yeah. kind of loses his focus. Very Mike. Yeah, it's very Mike. Like him just kind of fumbling with things. I mean, I laughed at that. Mm. But then that is followed up by maybe my least favorite gag, which is maybe the most, it's the Micah's
2: touch. It's the Micah's touch? Yeah. And what is that it? is...
3: um. When he gets so angry that he needs to refocus, mm. he says, I need to refocus myself. And he lifts a little bell up and rings it very close to mm. his ear and then just starts going, I am a little kitten. I am a little kitten, yeah. which kind of feels like stuff that Wayne Campbell does yeah. and stuff that Dieter would do on SNL, this kind of like little catchphrase that mm. kind of becomes like a makes him zen and a kind mantra. of centers him. Yeah. And uh, I hated it.
2: <laughs> mm, I, that was a little bit of a low light for me as well. There's a joke that I think I liked because it's like, I, th- I think uh, my, my first true love, my high school girlfriend used to say this joke because I think it made me realize she must have seen this movie hmm. where she said, uh, you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable.
3: Yeah, that was in the trailer. I yeah.
2: swear it was
3: because I remember that too. Yeah, It's pretty funny.
2: I think it's funny and it's genius. You can use it in your everyday life whenever you That's play. one for the
3: kids. It's one for the kids. Exactly. You take that home, tell There's the a kids.
2: lot in this movie for dads, some for mums. There's sure. emotional stuff in it. But then there's also some one funny joke for a child. Yeah, <laughs> for one child. And that
3: child is a young Alexi Tully. Mm. Now, uh, the stuff for daddy that's in this movie. Yeah, I need to get your opinion on this. Did this movie make you horny?
2: Um not precisely horny. I didn't I didn't I didn't get actually horny. Okay. In this film, but it made me think this is a little bit of a horny movie. Mm-hmm. The outfits are horny. Mm-hmm. There's an emphasis on the booby area in on these outfits. Absolutely, absolutely, there is. Uh, Kelly Preston, very erotic figure, <laughs> <laughs> is what she cuts in this movie. Mm, Mrs. Travolta herself. Do you think Travolta forced her to make this movie because he's all obsessive planes and shit?
3: Absolutely, I'm sure he sat her down. And he said, "Kelly, I've just smoked a joint, mm-hmm. You have to." Do this movie, I love planes.
2: I want to see you on a plane,
3: baby. That's the only way I'll love you. Anyway. Do you reckon it worked? (laughs) Yeah, I think think it was a little bit of a horny movie. There was one horny moment for me, and that was when um, Mark Ruffalo and Gwyneth Paltrow were reunited again. Yeah. The first time they reunited, and they were both living in Cleveland, which, by the way, rocks. And... (laughs) They were like, well, we're both living here for a year. We've just got to find a way to pass the time now. And then they kind of gave each other this little sexy look. And I knew what they were both thinking. And then they started kissing. And I thought, that's pretty horny. Mm. Just that implied sexuality there. They were both thinking about rooting each other at the same time. And then I paused the movie. I had a whack break. (laughs) Whack attack? (laughs) I was surprised by a whack attack. Yeah. And then I continued watching the movie. (laughs) I think... (laughs)
2: I think that had I seen this as a young boy, I would have been switched on. Yeah. It yeah. would have I would have been horny then, maybe for the first time. Don't remember <laughs> what I was up to back then. But I would have I reckon I would have become horny because it's just enough titillating sure. where it's not going too far where I would get scared and um be like, Oh, I don't know what this is anymore. Yeah. Just enough to make a young boy <laughs> feel really uh confused. Yeah, or excited. Yeah, about what's to come in the future and what's to come is oh, me. Oh, please, <laughs> no. <laughs> behave.
3: <laughs> please behave. But, you know, in many ways, this film isn't for us. No. We weren't the target demographic. Definitely either. not. I think, um, well, you know, it's it's for people It's for people that are a bit older than us, perhaps. Probably Gwyneth Heads. Gwyneth Heads. It's for, you know, maybe a couple who want to get together and watch a film. And you know they're charmed by Gwyneth. They get a little bit of Mike, and they get to see Rob Lowe's
2: pun him for a little bit. So, yeah.
3: I mean, it's it's probably for for example, it would be for like. um the hosts of that podcast. What's that podcast
2: called? Um, oh, that, It's uh called Zenith Paltrow. Zenith Paltrow, yeah. And so when they go through the films of Gwyneth Paltrow to find where her zenith is, her peak,
3: yeah. Of her I mean, career. I um, I haven't really been following
2: that podcast. It's not for us either, but I think it's. I don't know. Maybe we'll. Maybe we should check it out. We can
3: check in with them and see um what they think of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, let's let's play. Let's we'll check have it a out. little
2: listen and see how it goes.
3: Hello, Gwennies. Welcome to Zenith Paltrow, the only podcast where two former—I'm still getting used to saying that word—formerly mm. married people watch the entire filmography of Gwyneth Paltrow just to find where her Zenith was. Um, I'm I'm Martin, and I'm joined by my former wife, Christine.
2: Martin, thank you so much for having me on our podcast. You look good. It's inappropriate, but um, I appreciate the compliment. You also um, you you cut quite a nice figure in those jeans. That's
3: more inappropriate, I would think. I mean, I was being kind of general general with my. Okay, don't please don't raise your voice with me. I'm not raising my voice. I'm just expressing my opinion. Okay,
2: I don't. Can you not sigh like that, please? No, let's do.
3: Let's take. Let's take a breather. Okay, let's remember what. Our counsellor said we're, yes. just, we're, we're uniting over the podcast. The okay. podcast is our baby. The podcast is our baby. One of us couldn't have children. Yes. I won't point the finger at her, but she, uh, okay. she
2: couldn't. Okay. You don't need to bring that up on She's, the podcast. No, it's
3: all right. She was a little bit Carl Baron down there. So, Okay.
2: I don't understand that reference. Okay.
3: And I have a one-ended stick. and." <laughs> And I couldn't, I couldn't, anyway, listeners, you know the whole story now. Uh, If you have been listening from the beginning, you probably remember the happier early episodes when we were very much in love, very much married. Mm. And then something changed around about Shakespeare in love.
2: Yeah. By William Shakespeare. Okay. You you think you're funny, don't you? Is that what this is about? Yeah. It's because I wouldn't let you do stand up all those yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's what it is. I wanted to hit the open mics. You said no. What were you
2: gonna even try and say there?
3: I had some bits. I had a bit. I had this bit about um, I was gonna get up and do a voice.
2: What kind of voice would you Chinese. Do? Yeah, that's why I said no. Because I think that kind of stuff is really insensitive, and some poor person in the audience could be really emotionally affected by that. You're not you; you need to show your sensitivity.
3: I wanted people to call me Funny Man Martin, but anyway, you, anyway. So,
2: around about Shakespeare in Love was when we decided
3: to consciously uncouple. Yes, um, we did make that decision. We made that, call. and we, of
2: course, um, we didn't see that in, in the cinemas. This is when we um, we did see it on Netflix. It was only probably about you know three weeks ago.
3: Yeah, I paused the I paused the film on Netflix for a whack break and uh <laughs> And it
2: was <laughs> full of a whack attack and yeah. uh, I actually sometimes I do find that kind of funny. Yeah, but not that night. That night I was having none of it. You we were furious. I was furious. Why aren't
3: you putting this attention on me? Yeah, and I said, Shh I'm nearly I'm
2: gonna finish. Shut
3: up, just shut up. Mm-hmm. And then you said, We need to consciously uncouple.
2: I've made the decision and um I'm glad I've made it. I've grown.
3: Mm-hmm. I've
2: been doing my own blogs. Okay, yeah. Uh, where I talk about my journey to finding who the real Christine is again. <laughs> New and adventures
3: I, of the old Christine, <laughs> perhaps?
2: <laughs> yes. That is the funny title of my blog, where I, I do post about the crazy things that I do get up to.
3: Okay. Um, I've I been doing a lot of crying. Yes, personally. I've heard. Because we do still live in the same same room Same room <laughs> But we've hung a sheet up down the middle Anyway, yeah. listeners, I don't need to bore you with the details And you've all seen the photos on our Facebook page anyway um, But we are here today because our therapist said that we should continue doing the podcast mm-hmm. And we think it's a good idea This podcast is our baby and It is our baby It's our little baby We uh, have
2: to keep raising it
3: Yep, we've got to raise it right And uh,
2: today we're talking about the film A View from the Top We're just called view from the top. Are you sure? It is. I'm aware of what it's called. Just let me Google it. What are you looking up? (laughs) I can see the look in your eye. No,
3: don't worry about it. Don't look at my screen. Um, Anyway. Yeah, you're right. It is called a view from the top. No, it's called view from the top. Yes. That's what I said.
2: Okay. Really. You need to stop talking at me like that. Okay. You need to treat me with respect.
3: I do. I, I look, I respect you as a podcaster. I'll say that much.
2: That's exactly what I want to hear. I respect you as a fellow podcaster and as a man. Thank you. I wish I could say the same.
3: <laughs> now, um, A View From The Top is a film starring Gwyneth Paltrow yes. and funny man Mike Myers. And what did you think of Mr. Mike Myers in this now, movie? I thought he distracted from Gwyneth too much.
2: I think so too. Yeah. I, I re- that makes me so happy to hear you say that. Yeah.
3: He was pulling focus and one of his eyes was pulling away from the other eye as well. I think so. Which really made me feel
2: kind of yuck. And was there anything you did to kind of help your yuckness go away? Yeah, I paused. I had a whack break. Okay. What? In our
3: house? Well, you were in the other room, the other half of the room in the yeah. partitioned off area.
2: Yeah, I was in the same room. Yeah, well, you're in your room. I'm calling the, the half. Th- oh, no, we said we can't do that kind of stuff anymore. The therapist <laughs> said we absolutely cannot. You cannot masturbate <laughs> whilst I am in the room. We have consciously uncoupled, okay. and now you're acting on impulse in a way that is disgusting, foul, and stinks. Well, I'd like to say I'm sorry. It's well, I've been—I have been uh, counseled into accepting apologies from you. Yeah, as long as you promise <laughs> to learn from your mistakes. No more whack attacks. We can't whack attack. Okay, that's why the therapist put the name on it because to attack means to, you know, strike. And you are really you you are striking my soul when you do stuff like that around me. Okay, I don't mean to dress you down.
3: We can edit this Whoa, part out. Hang on a second. Dress. See when you see use language like dress me down. Yes. That makes me feel. Um, to use the words of funny man Mike Myers, horny. Oh, uh, you and need that, to. And that is not right for us. So you it need to. Right you need to be us. more aware of the language you're using. I Have think. you been taking your suppressors? Absolutely not. I went off them. Uh.
2: The doctor said for you to take your suppressor so you don't get... you. That I'm you wearing don't get... three
3: pairs of underwear. That should be enough. That should keep it down. Anyway, so back to the movie. Uh, I thought he distracted from
2: Gwynnie. Yes. I thought... Finally, you're speaking sense. I thought Gwynnie looked gorgeous. Okay, that's inappropriate.
3: And I thought...
2: Um, you don't talk about... <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk about women like that. You talk about her talent on this podcast. You don't talk about the aesthetics of a woman... Okay, well... What does she look like? Doesn't matter. Blonde. Leggy. um, No, take that. Bendy. Take those back. (laughs) Open up your mouth and suck those words back in now. All right. Isaac. Album. Album. All right. Now describe Wyneth Paltrow in this movie. Talented.
3: Fantastic. Charming. Yes. Enigmatic. Yes. Cipher. Sexual. Beautiful. No. Randy, Bendy, Sexy. Okay,
2: I'm sorry. Have you been listening to that Mike Myers podcast again? Those guys are funny. What can I say? You promised me that you were never to listen to those devil boys ever again. (laughs) We are here. This is a podcast that promotes wellness, Mm -hmm. not this sick, dirty stuff that those little boys talk about.
3: And speaking of wellness, as you all know, this is... Uh, podcast is unofficially sponsored by goop.com yes. and uh, we've been trying the a few of the lifestyle uh, tips for health that has been putting up there. We've tried a few of them. You've been hearing our reviews over the whole yes. podcast.
2: We've done our wheat eye drops where we use the wheat <laughs> the wheat grass water and we squirt those into our eyes so we can see uh, a world that is more balanced. And and that
3: was that was very successful for both of us. We've been, yes. uh, we've obviously done the crystal deodorant as yes. well, which worked for one of us. And yes, I won't point fingers at uh, who it didn't work for, but let's just say she stank and <laughs> and she she ruined my my sex drive. But um, this week we are doing a very I have a pheromone
2: imbalance. and I'm trying to work it out. <laughs>
3: This week, uh, we tried a, a new tip from Goop.com. And yes. Why don't you tell us all what it was? Well, this, is,
2: um, this is one of the more healthier things. It's, it's to promote calcium in the body. Mm-hmm. And this is where you you use a Greek yogurt to yep. brush your teeth in the morning. <laughs> you just keep a tub of Greek yogurt at the side of your, yep. uh, next to your toothbrush. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, three or four times before you leave the house, you just dip the toothbrush in the in the yogurt, swallow around. And you just start brushing your gums and your teeth. And the idea would be that the yogurt will set into your teeth and strengthen the teeth because they are little bones. And this is something that Gwyneth has been doing for years, allegedly, yes. according
3: to her blog. She said
2: several years now.
3: She said, uh, there's a quote from her on here. It says, you don't have to brush your teeth every week, but you just might like to.
2: And I brushed my teeth probably 50 times this morning. Yeah, it I finished the tub. <laughs>
3: And have you
2: found it successful for you? How's your calcium going in your teeth? I've never felt more strong. Wow. I have had to use the bathroom several more times in a day. Mm -hmm. I've up to uh, actually probably about um, five or six more movements. And before this, I actually was only a once a week kind of gal. (laughs) I was only once a weeker, where I would just, um, I'd hold up all my energy and just squeeze. Wait a minute. I didn't know this. Really? Yeah. You were only going once a week? Once a week. And it would just Her. be one ton of little black ball like a goat <laughs> pellet. <pant. laughs>
3: Where's your waist going? Because I've seen you put it away. Like you, you, you know, you don't mind Well, I'm very active.
2: I think I sweat it out. I don't think that's how
3: it works. You I'm on my feet at all times, you know. I mean, you can't sweat out a pie, hun. I mean, Christine, sorry, old habits. Yeah. Um, I don't appreciate that, I, but again, I'm really actually.
2: glad that you, you were able to catch yourself yeah. in that one.
3: And here's something that I know about you that perhaps our listeners don't. Mm-hmm. You are lactose intolerant. Yeah. So this is It's the only
2: thing I'm intolerant about.
3: Yeah, you you welcome all creeds, all colours, mm-hmm. um, all
2: sizes, all shapes, mm-hmm. smells. Exactly. I learnt all of this a long time ago when I first saw Shallow Howl. Where it doesn't really matter. <laughs> what you look like, as long as your soul is good. Yeah, um, i
3: th- I actually preferred Gwynny with a little meat on the bones in that movie, but that's just me. Perhaps and
2: that's I will accept that one. Yeah, it's because you, you are promoting more positive body image out there. I am, and yeah.
3: Lord knows the world needs it. That's true. So, but you are lactose intolerant, so mm. this must be really um, wreaking havoc on your. Yes. Gastrointestinal system.
2: I have been squirting the girt as soon as I use it.
3: <laughs> it's straight through you, right? Really straight through me. And um, it makes me feel clean. So how have the, the health results been, you've been losing weight? Your skin's clearing up? What's going on? Because um, you look,
2: I don't want to step out of line, but you look dynamite. Okay. It's a little out of line, but I mean, it's, maybe it's not unappreciated. Uh, I think I've been feeling toned Yeah And at one Hmm Interesting So should we uh,
3: Should we rate this movie? <laughs> yes I think it's the Zenith This may be the peak I think it's the the best one yet I loved it I loved her in it uh, I think she's she brought that Gwynny charm Yes I'm going to give it um, 10 apples out of 10
2: That's the apple pie that's yeah. all of that's all we can ask for, Gwyneth. You winneth one more time. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to uh, Zenith Pouchero, and I hope you found your Zen. Okay, so that was Zenith
3: Paltrow. That's I don't get it, dude. That is such an intense podcast.
2: It's like they, why would they put it out there? I don't know. It's not even on iTunes. You have to go on SoundCloud and find it. <laughs> they
3: keep Facebooking us and it is like fucking intense, The dude scary keeps shit. Face-
2: sending you Facebook messages. Yeah, yeah. And it's always, you can tell it's just as he's listening to our podcast because he just says, ha ha, so funny. Yeah, he's like commenting on things and then two minutes later he'll write another one that mm. just is like, ha ha ha. Love I just that. heard you say hoofing around the bean. It's <laughs> so funny.
3: Yeah, it's real. Honestly, anyway, but they seem like nice enough guys and I hope it works out for them.
2: And uh, I hope they find just something, like they settle down.
3: I hope they just, yeah, find a reason for existing because at the moment I, I <sighs>
2: fail to see it. I don't get it, but um, really good on those guys. Everyone should do a podcast. <laughs> Everyone should, no matter what. <laughs> it keeps your friendship together. It keeps you alive.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend doing podcasts. So let's easy. Let's
2: check this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Should I uh, say that every time like that?
3: Absolutely.
2: Okay. Okay,
3: let's check this movie. Um my my opinion is that this movie was neither good nor bad. Mm. It was just nothing.
2: It was just on. It's o- it was on.
3: It was just on.
2: It's um yeah, I think it's just right down the middle. Yeah. There's nothing that I truly hate about it, except that the film really doesn't have a personality. I oh, think- God, that's exactly what it is. It has no personality, no voice. Yeah. And I feel like maybe
3: it could have had a voice. Like, mm. imagine when you this script was floating around... You know, Hollywood, you're mm-hmm. in LA, this script is floating around. It could have been, you'd read it and you'd probably think, this could be like a fun, like maybe indie yeah. kind of satire on feminism and uh, careerist
2: people. Or and- imagine it getting to the hands of a comedy director like Jay Roach mm. or Adam McKee.
3: Yeah, and it could- it's full of characters. Everyone's funny. I mean, there's possibilities. Like you said, this could have been an Anchorman
2: in the sky. Yeah. And uh, what is it? It's just like... I don't know what... The- I can't. There's nothing... Like it That I can just Really Positively identify It is like Coyote Ugly It is like the sweetest thing It is like Crossroads Yeah It's just one of those movies Where it's just Only You know 13 year olds That don't have taste yet Can enjoy it I don't even I can't even picture A
3: 13 year old Enjoying this And I know this is A long time ago When this came Mm. out but I can't for the life of me imagine
2: who would go see this.
3: Not even teenage girls. Like there's not even anything <laughs> in it me, for them. Just me as a 12-year-old yeah, boy. just you. I was
2: the only one that was excited to see it and no one would take me. <laughs> God,
3: it's such a shame. Um, but, you know, Mike, his role in it is pretty,
2: it's like I said, it's the canary in the gold mine. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's there for entertainment yeah. and to brighten up your day down in the darkness that is <laughs> a cold mine.
3: Yeah, Exactly. Would you recommend the Mike Tykes out there watch this film?
2: Uh, No, I would say just look up Mike Myers scenes or something if they're on YouTube. If
3: you're a completist, that's what I would say as well. His scenes have like zero
2: impact on the plot, so you can just watch them cut out. (sighs) It's time we cut out. (laughs) Uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mike Check with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. If you have something that you want to say to us, I'm talking to Martin out there. <laughs> you can reach us on Twitter at Mike Check Pod, also at I am Cameron James. So Cameron and me at This Is Alexa. You can me- message us on Facebook as well. So uh, a bunch
3: of people have been messaging us on Facebook lately, and we've been getting some great little tips for more mic content. It's out been exciting. There. So if so, you have a mic lead, yeah, hit us up. We want, we need those leads, baby. We need leads and copies for closers. <laughs>
2: Uh, Also, if you liked what you heard, give us five stars on iTunes and in your review, leave us the title and concept for what you'd like our next super specific actor-based podcast to be. One that we got recently was from Natty underscore Big Dog on iTunes his title is Pete's Media, and he says, I love this podcast so very, very much. As a spin-off, how about either A, Zenith Paltrow, When did her career peak, or B, Gwyneth Poultry. Has there ever been a little chicken or maybe a quail or a duck in her movies? <laughs> and that one sounds like it could be, it could have a little idea there somewhere.
3: Yeah, that's an interesting one. Okay, well, you know, give us some stuff like that. That'd be nice. And Cameron, you've got some cool gigs coming up real soon? Yeah, baby. If you want to come to see me live you can see me in brisbane i'm doing the brisbane comedy festival my comedy hour 88 will be up there from march 13 to 18 you can find tickets at alist.com.au or as i've said before i'll be doing the melbourne comedy festival for the entire month of that festival again my tickets at alist.com.au please come it'll be really fun and you know i'll make you horny You know I will Okay
2: That's (laughs) exciting Uh, Those ticket links are also in the podcast description Uh, We also talk about movies over at the Blank Slate Movie Podcast It's fun, it's cool And we just talked about T2 and the Oscars
3: Mm. And we did
2: our final ever Trolls on the IMDB message boards just a week ago as well
3: Uh, And I'm already missing the boards Me too I'm already missing them So thank you so much for listening to this episode on A View From The Top and it is called A View From The Top. It's actually just called View From The Top. Well, agree to disagree. But you guys have given me a view from the top of my heart down
2: to you. And we couldn't be prouder to do this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and thanks for letting us hang on in your ears. (laughs) See ya.
3: It's my check. It's my check. The podcast.